All right, the discussion this afternoon. Chat GPT. I've been seeing this what? pop up everywhere. and Me too, and I still don't have any idea what it is. The good news is it isn't an NFT, which I still kind of don't understand, that digital uh, I love it when exchange. we talk on the show about things that we have no idea about, but well, we have an expert, so this is okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring in our guy, Bob Beck. He's Associate Professor of Political Science at UWM and the former Chief Information Officer of the way there. Both those hats are very helpful this afternoon. Uh, Bob, good afternoon. Let's start with this. Chat GPT. We've seen it in the headlines. What is that? Well, hello, WTMJ Radio. Thank you for having me on the show to discuss <laughs> Chat GPT. I'm, ex- I'm excited to share more about this innovative language model and the work uh, they've been doing in open AI, and I'm looking forward to the interview. So, Tell us about it. What is it? Say, those, uh, well, let me say first, those last four sentences with only one word change were actually written for me by Chat GPT. <laughs> kind of scary, oh. eh? So you uh, tested it out. Yeah. So it wrote your introduction. Yeah, I just asked it, hey, write a, re- a greeting for me uh, for this interview. And uh, it just spit out uh, those four sentences. Is it a computer uh, program? What is it? Yeah, it is a, uh, it's an artificial intelligence tool, technically a chat bot that's based on a so-called large, a large language model. And it's been available since uh, November 30th on a public preview. It was released by uh, OpenAI, the OpenAI organization. And it's been around for about five weeks now. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's reflecting really a new generation of artificial intelligence that uses natural language processing. Uh, and it is uh, almost frightening in how, in how powerful the tool is, and that's why there's been so much attention given to it, I think, in the, in the popular media. So, Bob, I feel like this is being, chat GPT is being compared to, like, a new technology that's going to revolutionize, like, how we say Google or iPhone. Like, those things are just kind of the go-to phrase. Who is using chat GPT? Well, right now, uh, it has over a million users. It, it, it became uh, available for public use on November 30th, as I said, and, and already within five days it had a, it had a million users. But it'll, I, I'm sure, eventually be baked into, the underlying technology will be baked into, into um, to various tools, uh, I think, ultimately. Uh, but, but again, already uh, a million users, and I think I think you're right that this really feels this technology really feels special, revolutionary. It's like Google Search, the iPhone, maybe Firefox, and Amazon Web Services. It's really a transformative technology. Are college students using this to write papers? Like, what what are the real practical uses of some sort of a chatbot like this that can write? basically like a human can. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I'm sure some resourceful students have already uh, been using it. Um, I mean, there, there are sort of a, a range of, uh, of potential applications, um, you know, and, you know, and there have been, uh, you know, again, the popular media has talked about, you know, will, will this be the end of freshman English? Uh, you know, is the writing profession, uh, you know, at risk at this point? Uh, you know, 
AI has been in, in, in use for some time, and, and uh, you know, whether you use your cell phone and your texting and you see text prediction technology in place or you use Microsoft Office and, and words start popping up in anticipation or use chatbots or online chat, that, you know, that AI technology, uh, you know, uh, simulating human intelligence has been, has been out there. Now, now, again, the concern is that, is that students could could generate term papers or could engage in online uh, graded uh, chat that was actually not their own. Yeah, Bob, New York City schools and other districts have already banned this. They say this is technology that's dangerous for free thought. Because they say that, you know, kids can use this to basically Within write a, a, write a, a unique Goodness. Uh, paper. Is it, prob- could it, is it potentially problematic, this technology? I think there are a number of approaches to address this. I mean, it, it, in many respects, this is reminiscent to me. This reflects my age as an educator, but it reminds me of earlier debates in education. You know, in the 70s, we had the question about using calculators in the classroom. And then the 80s was about use of spell check and grammar check and cut and paste and, you know, word processing. And then in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, it was about the use of the Internet and the use of Wikipedia. And, and now, you know, we have this question about whether, you know, AI uh, you know, how we're going to respond to that. One of my colleagues yesterday I was chatting with uh, said, this is like cliff note responses to Google searches. So, so what do you, you know, what do you do about it? And I, I think, you know, there are a number of approaches that can be taken. I mean, there, there are you know, technical approaches, you know, like you could just pull the plug in essence, you can block the chat GPT bot. Um, there are, there are, are tools that can detect AI of uh, most recently GPT-0, which is developed by a Princeton University undergrad. OpenAI, which is developed at ChatGPT, even is working on watermarking, which would, which would essentially stamp its text output. So there's a technical piece. It's also possible, frankly, just to restructure and rethink about how you assign work in the classroom. You know, a, a crude strategy that I wouldn't recommend is just requiring handwritten submissions. But I think fundamentally, uh, higher ed and, and, and all of education will need to assess learning differently. It can't just be about the regurgitation of text and text that could, might be regurgitated by, by some uh, bot uh, based on artificial intelligence. So, Bob, and, if and I... So fun, I think fundamentally... Oh, no, please finish. I was going to say fundamentally... And this, there's an opportunity here for thoughtful discussion, I think, about the nature of academic integrity, the need for academic integrity. So, so this opens up uh, really some fascinating and important discussions. And, and my colleagues in the Center for uh, Excellence in Teaching and Learning at UWM, I know, uh, have, been, have been thinking uh, quite, a, quite a lot about this uh, over, the, over the past month or so. So, Bob, for fun, to experiment with ChatGPT, should I download it? And try and write a love letter in time for Valentine's Day and see what it comes up with for me. Uh, you, <laughs> you could. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've been uh, <laughs> as a technologist. I have been <laughs> have been uh, uh, trying it out. I, I, I and you know, it can use it can do multiple languages. It can write in different stones and t- and uh, different tones and styles. Uh, I asked to translate. Uh, uh, the Gettysburg Address in the Klingon for fun. <laughs> and it told me that was inappropriate. <laughs> oh, it does speak Klingon. 
Oh, that's yeah, good stuff. But, 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 but I did say, how about a limerick on artificial intelligence? Would you write me one? And it wrote me a, and wrote me a limerick, you know, basically in real time on artificial intelligence. So, so it's, it, it's a lot of fun, but it also, I guess, you know, is scary because of all the kind of potential misuses and abuses of, of this technology. Bob Beck, Associate Professor of Political Science and former Chief Information Officer at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Thank you for being with us, Bob. My pleasure. My pleasure.